I'm Chris Wallace. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, August 24th, 2020. I'm Trey Yinks. Major events that have nothing to do with COVID-19 are affecting humans around the world. seems that um, every prominent critical voice against President Putin um, somehow finds his, his or her death. This is the Fox News Rundown global pandemic. More than 23 million people around the world have been infected with coronavirus since the pandemic began. Despite a focus on politics and health care, natural and man-made disasters are adding another layer of difficulty in ensuring the health of global citizens. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak, and hear from Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer, about important stories over the past few months not related to the virus. Each Monday, we'll have the news you may have missed amid the coronavirus pandemic. Starting first with coronavirus updates. In Israel, COVID-19 cases continue to remain steady. Now, with more than 100,000 total cases since the pandemic began, Israel went from being one of the best countries to handle the outbreak for their population size to one of the worst. The Israeli government is considering partial or complete lockdowns for the Jewish high holidays that begin in September. The Israelis are allowing some people to travel to a list of designated green countries and return without having to quarantine. Now to Thailand, that is considered one of the world's safest places when it comes to COVID-19. The country has seen just 58 deaths and under 4,000 total cases. Thailand has gone more than 90 days without any domestic transmission, but has now seen a number of cases being brought in from abroad. Finally, in Spain, new outbreaks are happening across the country. Amid Spain's second wave, more than 8,000 new cases were reported on Friday alone. This as a Spanish judge overturned a Madrid ban on bars, nightlife, and smoking in public places. These are all extremely important updates, but there are also other major stories developing around the world. President Alexander Lukashenko, he, as we said before, has been ruling for 26 years. This is Jonat Freeling a senior Fox News field producer. Um, he's been named um, Europe's last dictator. And I think it's getting to him, if we could judge by the pictures that we got yesterday, of him and his uh, teenage son arriving to the presidential palace with an assault rifle, um, waving it into the crowd or into the TV cameras that are there and um, publish it to the crowd. Um, so we've seen uh, the masses of people um, gathering and going out to the streets in the past two and a half weeks since the elections. Um, reports from last night indicate only in Minsk, in the capital, 300,000 people and in other um, cities across the country. They're all calling for his resignation and for a re-election that won't be rigged. Um, if you and our uh, listeners remember, we talked about that after the election, he announced that he has won by 80%. If we are judging by the mass numbers of people that we see right now, I think it's the other way around and not the way he has um, presented it. We still um, don't see a leadership, a true leadership to the protesters. The opposition leader that was running against him fled the country, um, a fear for her life and her family life, her husband has been jailed. Um, we've seen uh, reports mainly on social media and telegram groups. Um, we'll talk about it in a second as well. 
um, about people that are being brutally uh, beaten. Um, some of them have disappeared. Uh, we saw only today um, a report of two people that their bodies uh, turned out in remote areas with um, evidence of heavy beating and violence. Um, and, um, and some have been missing as well. Uh, the current number stands over more than 100 people that have been missing, and every couple of hours we get more and more names. All of them are men and women who have been in some way been trying to lead and break the news to the world. Um, the Internet and telephone systems are down, um, touch and go. Uh, the government is doing whatever it can to prevent from people um, sharing the, what's exactly going on in Belarus right now with the Western world. But we see, and we talked about it last week as well, that many people are risking their lives via Twitter and via Telegram groups um, to send videos, to send um, evidence, to send um, statements from the people who are leading it. Um, it is a great concern in terms of what might happen, um, especially as the um, brutality of the government and Lukashenko is known all around the country. I want to shift now to another story people may have missed, and that is flooding in Yemen. It's crazy to think that a country that has dealt with years of civil war, widespread malnutrition on the brink of famine is now facing a natural disaster that has killed dozens of people. What is the latest on the flooding in Yemen? And what do the people need to not even rebuild, but just try to stabilize as they deal not only with the ongoing civil war, hunger, the COVID-19 outbreak, but now this natural disaster? Almost 300 people have been left homeless. Most of them have already been uh, left their home because of the civil war that we uh, that has been going on for the past seven years and the conflict and the floods and the torrential rain started three months ago and they just don't stop um, they killed more than 150 people from it's only an estimate because they don't really know and maybe this number will go higher and um, they already been living in poverty and in horrible conditions so they've been seeking shelters in mosques and in schools and now even um, the small amount of agricultural fields have been flooded and they cannot be used. So it is getting hor horribly dangerous for the people of Yemen by the minute. Um, the government have said that it cannot help. Um, it already been dealing with, as we mentioned, the conflict and the civil war and the agreements as they are have been. And, um, in these past seven years. And the coronavirus um, also impacted the country gravely. Um, just imagine how people that have very little uh, are trying to run away from floods and getting into a hospital or a school and they get cramped so as many people could be saving their lives. And then it's not the, the ideal conditions to survive or to live prosperly. Um, children, women, pregnant women, international aid agencies that have been trying to um, gather money and effort uh, will succeed in helping at least a few people um, because I, I just can't imagine the life there right now. Really, it's just heartbreaking. 
You've been listening to You're Not Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. The last story I want to get to is the poisoning of a top Putin critic. We've seen this story over and over again, and yet it never seems to get back to the Kremlin or, or to the Russian president, Vladimir Putin himself. But the connections seem to be there. And we've seen sanctions, we've seen international criticism, but the silencing of those types of critics continues. What is the latest on this poisoning that we saw last week? Is the man still alive, and who is he? We're talking about Alexei Navnali, who is um, opposition activist and leader, and he's currently fighting for his life in a hospital in Berlin in Germany. Um, he was uh, poisoned, allegedly, on Thursday morning at the airport of Tomsk in Siberia, where he was preaching against Putin uh, as part of his campaign against um, the endless power of what he has called that the Russian president has. Um, he, while he was waiting for his flight at the airport, he had some tea, and a few minutes after he boarded the plane to Moscow, he started feeling very ill. Um, there are a few videos emerging from social media accounts that they, we saw him screaming for his life, aching in pain um, while he was uh, taking off the plane um, in another uh, town named Omsk. Um, and then he was rushed to the hospital. Um, a very short time afterwards, he fell into a coma. Um, the information that arrived from uh, the hospital in Omsk was uh, at some times they had several versions and contradictions and um, the doctor who was treating him only issued a short statement that he is feeling he's not feeling well and they're examining everything he refused to uh, address the poisoning um, this theory was mentioned by his own spokesperson and confidant um, and she was um, thinking of this because she didn't see anything uh, suspicious other than the uh, tea that he had. And it's something that, as you mentioned, Russia has been known to use against prominent opposition leaders and against Putin's rival. This is not the first time. Um, and we've seen this in the past uh, 10 or 15 years, more than a dozen times. Um, one of them that we remember is Alexander Litvinenko in November 2006, where uh, he, went, he fled to the UK and he got poisoned by the polonium-210 uh, isotope. Um, he shed a lot of his weight and he looked very ill, and in a very short time afterwards he died. We saw another two cases in um, in the UK and, any, and a few other more. It seems like a, a taking from a James Bond movie. Um, kind of story, but it seems that um, every prominent critical voice against President Putin um, somehow finds his, his or her death uh, by mistake or by poisoning. It's crazy to think these old KGB tactics are still in use today. An interesting story and one that hopefully someone is held accountable for. And finally, quickly here in the short time we have remaining, our good news story of the week. What is it? It's Batman from Santiago, Chile. 
um, this person who is dressed in a full Batman costume drives around the different parts of the city handing out hot food and beverage to the homeless. He refuses to identify and he gives them, apart from the uh, hot meal, he sits with them, talks to them, uh, talks to them about COVID-19 and he hopes that even the small amount of attention to a person that seems to be lost will help him or her see a brighter day tomorrow morning. So thank you very much, Batman of San Diego. And may we have more and more Batman and Batwomen like you. Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. Yonat, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Trey. See you next week. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.